Yeah, and anyway. unless you don't care, I mean, really, and that's an yeah. expectation. Sure. And so if you don't care, there's just as much confidence there. I don't care, whatever. I'm not here to validate myself to anybody, prove myself to who, to do what, why? I don't need a trophy, I look good. And what are you gonna do about it? There's a difference behind that, right? There's an understanding of oneself. And so, you don't have, confident, and so you don't have to be challenged by the trophy. Hmm. What it means to be a champ, what? How many more great Mike Tysons or Conor McGregors are we gonna have? They're all great. <laughs> They're amazing. Are you kidding me? Every one of those competitors that are at that level, that put that time and effort into whatever arena that they're battling in, believe me, they're all champions. It's us. It's us, the mob, the tribe of humans that constantly socially push the expectation of what we hope to see, what we want. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeinbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining us. Today is all about how coincidentally it's all about confidence. Confidence. Okay. <laughs> yeah, as we show up and we're about, I don't know, 10 minutes into the into the hour and we're trying to figure it out. And yeah. sometimes stuff happens. I mean, people ask me all the time, what do we do if I fall and trip on stage or I walk into a curtain? Like, what happens? And how do you maintain the, uh, yeah, the, you the confidence? Yeah, you keep going. You keep going. I, obviously, we had some technical difficulties. I'm not sure exactly what happened. There were some problems with our, our, our broadcasting software down here. I'm not sure what happened with all that. But <laughs> we're good now. It seems to be working. I think we heard ourselves. We're okay. Yeah, You're we okay? have sound. Just uh, give, us a little, right. give us a little something if you hear us. And <laughs> if you don't, let us know that, too, because, you know, things do happen. But we're here and we're ready to make this happen. Okay, for you guys. so we're talking right. about what today? We are talking about confidence. Confidence. What does it take to be confident, to feel confident Interesting. when you're brand new or coming back from maybe expectations when they were a little bit higher, they didn't meet your expectations? Yeah, sure. Or just complete failure. How oh. do you stay the course and stay confident? Yeah, so yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it, it sounds ridiculous, but everything comes back to expectation. You know what I mean? Like the expectation of being able to hear myself when I talk, first of all. No, everything starts for me is the expectation that we set to the result of the goal that we're hoping to achieve. So Absolutely. as long as there's clarity in and around that goal to what I'm hoping to achieve, then the expectations which I set allow my reactions to be 
more pure, nor, more natural. I'm not looking to validate my existence. I'm not looking to prove anything to anybody. I'm doing what I'm doing for myself in and around an endeavor. If we're talking about bodybuilding here, right? Like the PRs I hit, they're my PR. They're called personal records. They're my personal records. They're not anybody else's. I don't need to com compare myself to, to Ronnie Coleman or, or Jay Cutler. Not, not any disrespect to those individuals. They're extremely you know, qualified, hardworking bodybuilders that obviously built a career and have a history that made the sport what it is, but I'm still doing it for me. I think what you're saying is there's a difference between internal and external validation. And I mm. think that's that's kind of like discovery in the very beginning. Like, what is the purpose of you doing a bodybuilding show or just anything in life that you want to feel really good about? What is that purpose? Is it internal validation? Is it something for you, something that you want to do for yourself because you want to do something great for yourself? Mm. Or is it you're seeing all these people doing something? It looks pretty cool. Mm. You also are seeing all these pro cards. Everyone's yeah. getting a pro card and you're like, you know, I would really like a pro card too because I want to feel that validation of the, um, I would say the society's just celebration. Yeah, of preconceived awesome. idea of what should or shouldn't be yeah. based on what we put our time and effort and worth into. I'll give an example with my music because we did that mm -hmm. on, a, on a couple of the first episodes. You know, for for me, when I started in music, it was something that kind of happened naturally. I, I did a little bit in school when I was a kid, like anybody else, the band, this, that, and the other choir, who knows, right? But as I got older, it became a personal choice. And that personal choice became an evolution of uh, the relationship that I developed with the art itself, the expression behind it, how I engaged with others, what I hoped for at the career that I, I put out there, my vision and desires and creation, right? Um, for me, indirectly with music, it became an expression of emotion internally. Mm -hmm. So when I was on stage playing songs or writing songs with other people or doing anything like that, it really was... Uh, a personal endeavor for myself. I didn't get into it because I wanted to be popular or I wanted to be, you know, with all the girls or boys at the shows. I, I didn't really like, it wasn't a party for me and, and not that I didn't have a good time. I did, but it wasn't the sole, it wasn't the sole purpose behind what I was doing. So, you know, I didn't get worked up about shows the same way. I had different expectations behind the efforts that I had created, the goals that I had set. They were very internal and very personal. And I allowed that relationship to develop in a very complex and mature way over the 10 plus years, the decade of involvement in that particular industry. But here you are on the other side of that. Yeah. So you went through that whole journey, but talking to people who are brand new, like for example, you sure. did the Battle of the Bands. If you guys explain to the audience what the Battle of the Bands oh means. Oh my God, I've done a ton of battle, different different battle yeah, of the bands. Yeah, but this one was in LA. You guys were camped out for how many Oh, you're talking days? about otherwise. Uh, no, you're talking about way oh, before way otherwise. Before, right. Yeah, yeah, no, so that so was- So you're in uh, LA, right? Yeah, that was an audition to, to get on the OzFest. So I was young. Yeah. I was young. That was like so 17, 18. Brand new. Yeah. yeah. How many days did you camp out? Yeah, yeah. So it was over 24 hours outside. Yeah. The Palladium was where we were at in, in LA at the time. And of course, there were, I don't know, thousands of different bands that we were competing against. But again, this was our own in, an internal expression of what we hope to accomplish when the, within the existing ecosystem. But it meant something to you to camp out overnight, mm. to go put yourself out there. Yeah to be whether, I mean, really to be sure, judged. A hundred percent. On whether or not you are good enough yeah, to be definitely. on the OzFest. Uh, Oz yes. So there is a judging component to that. Was, I, was I hurt when that. they didn't pick us? No. 
Why not? Did it bother me? Did it stop my career? Did it end my next day? Absolutely not. Well, yeah, was I disappointed? Of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, we put a lot of time and effort and hope and desire. We had to create a press kit and bios and pictures and headshots. And then we had to perform live in front of a bunch of strangers we'd never met in an empty empty room, by the way, you know, with like a curtain like behind me with some lights on. It was the most uncomfortable thing you can imagine. Um, But the reality was we we had a particular goal. We knew that we may get something, but we didn't have high hopes in the sense that like if it didn't work out, it wasn't going to kill us. Our career was going to continue anyway. We were going to keep writing music. We were going to keep playing together. We were going to keep doing what we love as collectively as a group that was Sorrow's End back then. So it was young. I was young. It was one of my first bands. But we knew we wanted to continue. It wasn't going to stop us. So what did we do? Actually, we went to a beach that we'd never been before, <laughs> hung out all night. I think we stayed up all night doing stupid stuff. Oh, and um, had a great time, went back home to Vegas afterwards. And I think we practiced all the next day. I think actually, if I did remember- it fuel you? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it like fueled I think the fire to it keep did. Get it, better? It, it did. It wasn't about being better. It was about being- um, more refined within our own ecosystem of existence, meaning we knew we were good with what we presented. We were happy with what we gave them. It was our best package we can put together. And we felt regardless of the result that we'd already won. We put ourselves out there. We put ourselves in a situation. I mean, there was a lot there that, you know, the majority of the rest of the world just would never do. So for us, we'd already won before we even auditioned. Sounds you know? not like bodybuilding, you guys, when you're getting ready for a show and you don't, the outcome may not be the expected outcome or the one you hope for, but not being able to celebrate what you have achieved, I think is a big downfall in this mm. sport. I think people put a lot of eggs in one basket. They put a lot of, um, a lot of their existence into what the judges have to say about them mm. and let that dictate and determine their emotions about themselves and how great of a job they did yeah you know with my students which you guys know i teach the virtual uh group classes every week and my students i see an evolution in them from the when they first start in the class to when i see them on stage the journey to that stage is this it's actually an evolution of blossoming a lot of the times of confidence and some of that is really just practice if you think about it like the other day so actually it was yesterday so here's a story real quick so my parents are getting ready for their 50th wedding anniversary. And Vasilius and I had the honor, yeah, I'm gonna say the honor definitely. because I think it's the coolest part of, of all of this. 100%. Is that we're doing, and we're not gonna give the full details about it because with respect to my parents, but there's like an entrance that they're gonna do at their um, at their event that's coming up. And it's a celebration of 50 years married, which is amazing in itself. Absolutely. And they're super cool people. They're yeah. still best friends. Um, yeah. So it's beautiful, really, all around. Yeah. So we have that honor of being able to help them with what they're going to do for that entrance. Mm. And we were talking about this, how when, when my parents walked, so we did a, a practice run yesterday. And watching my parents come in and there was a little bit of anticipation. I could see a little bit of some nerves. It was just that you could see that there was this like a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of angst. It was just that feeling. Yeah, it meant something to them. Yes, but it also, they didn't know what they were doing yet. (laughs) Yeah, no practice. There's no practice, but they had no run through. They really didn't know how it was going to go, where, what they were about to do, didn't know anything. Isn't that what creates that that feeling of lack of confidence? Absolutely. Because what happened by the end? You saw them when they walked out. Yeah, absolutely. They were were blossoming in, in a way that, you know, and I think, again, it just comes down. They were laughing. 
they were having a good time. Yes. And I could feel, yes. especially from my mother, I could feel almost a sense of relief. Yes. That it was like, okay, I got this. Definitely. And that was just from run through preparation, knowing well, what let's to break expect. It down. Let's break it down a little bit. Exactly. But it, what, hold on though. Okay. But it was okay. one dis clear distinction though. Yeah, what's that? It wasn't done live yet. Okay. So you guys who are practicing, yeah. you guys are practicing like there's a difference between practicing in your bedroom in front of a mirror versus like an actual run through, which I do have to say, I do all these things in the classes. So that's why I do think the confidence blossoms. But there's a difference between that and doing it actually live. But mm -hmm. knowing and having that walk through that consistent that's preparation, it that's it. I think it's simple. I think it's the knowing. I think it comes down to the expectation of knowing. We knew the expectation of the result before it happened. Yes, we hoped we were going to win. And if we would have, we would have celebrated. You're talking about Battle of the Bands. We're back to the we're example. To that, that, okay. Yeah, the one we were talking about yeah. earlier. But the reality was we'd already had the expectation of losing. Like, Isn't we, that interesting? We went into it lose. going, you know, we know we're not the best yet. We were young band we know our music wasn't of caliber but we felt competitive we knew that you know so so there was can i challenge you for a second hang on a second so there was clarity <laughs> on the expectation right and so that expectation allowed us to not get overly emotional about the existence of what was actually happening the liveness the the, the strangers the the event the the venue the people the pressure any of that stuff didn't bother us because we were in control of the result before it was given and that's clear, right? So what with her parents changed? It, it was simple. They knew what they were doing. So they felt more confident about the result 100%. because they have answers to the result as it's already happening. So we're really in control of the way we feel before anything happens. Yep. As long as there's clarity in and around the relationships of our emotional existence, the goals we set and the outcomes we hope for. And especially you new people, you really do hyper focus on all the little details. And that's not a bad thing because you want to know what to expect as much as possible. So you feel more prepared. Like, for example, one of my classes last night, we had a student ask about what happens on stage when somebody when my number is called and they ask me to change places with somebody. You would think that would be something very simple of a question, but that's a big question for some people, especially if you're new. What do I do? How many times people have asked me, do I go in front of the line of people mm. or do, do I go behind the group of people? Mm. Even those little details people hyper focus on. And that's actually a pretty common question. The one, do you go in front? Do you go in the back? That type of thing. So people really do hyper focus on the little details and that preparation mm. just as much as yeah, possible makes you feel a little bit more. Okay. Well, I because got you're in now. control of the result before it happens. Because ultimately the show is about you. Like you're up there against different competitors, but it's you versus you. Yes, you're competing against the competition others on stage. But if you go up there with the anticipation of the result being something other than you hope for, meaning you hope not to lose because you think person A, B, and C are better, well, then you're not going to wear that very confidently. You're going to show the angst. Mm -hmm. You're going to show the concern. You're going to show the, you know, little bit of nervousness in and around what you should or should not be. You're hoping to impress. You're you're reaching out for outward validation in and around, did I do, did I not? And that's just not being prepared, not knowing, not having the right expectations set within yourself to begin with, what you hope the outcome to be. And then setting up the expectations for the outcome based on, remember, you're setting up these expectations based on that particular arrangement, the arrangement of oneself in the relationship that you formulated with the outcome of the result. So that hopefully when whenever set event, whatever that is for you, in this case, bodybuilding, as she's saying, 
finishes or you go through the motion of the event itself, you're satisfied with the outcome of effort that you put towards something. And that can get easily lost when you got peer pressure from friends and family and you hope to be, you know, first place at your first show when maybe that's not so realistic because you just need more time, you know, and you just haven't admitted that to yourself because maybe your friends are chatting in your ear about you looking a certain way or dressing a certain way or not walking good enough or any of this other garbage that's just filling our head with these preconceived notions that's setting us up for failure when really you're in control of the result before it happens, which means it's not up to the job. Budgets. It's not up to the other competitors. It's up to you and the way you present yourself, all based on the found the fundamental foundation of which you've already formed. So when you were doing the Battle of the Bands, it's not that you were, just to clarify, it's not that you were expecting to lose. Mm. You just didn't necessarily have the expectation to win. Mm. What, because that you felt that you were, well, what? Well, because, it, it, to be quite honest, most of those things are politically rigged. Okay. So I, I went into it with the guys going, this is an exposure for us. Mm -hmm. This is to gain some some networking and exposure within our industry so that we can get on the radar of people within the industry. That was really our number one goal. So, so that changes everything. So we didn't go into it trying to win the Battle of the Bands. We knew we like if we won, cool, like, yes, it's okay. only going to elevate our career and it's an amazing opportunity. But at the end of the day, we're not stopping. So we utilize the event as a networking opportunity and as a practicing opportunity for within ourselves to see how we act under pressure, to see yeah. how we, we formulate our music with, within pressure. And then who can we meet? What can we do? How can we, you know, make this a little bit more entertaining and involved for what we're doing regardless? So there may be other intentions for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe you want to go into comp competing and see, you know, celebrate what it is that you've created with your physique. And maybe you need want to know what else you can do to improve. Maybe you do want to win. And then you want to know, how can I how can I get better by getting that judge and feedback? Mm. Maybe your goal is maybe you want to do something in the industry and maybe you want to leverage the opportunity. It doesn't really matter all that much. I mean, of course, winning certainly helps anything. Right. But you just doing the show and you and then your your fans and your audience and the people following you seeing and ins being inspired by your journey sometimes that even just that alone could help you with um, because moving what, on into because the what what's the industry? trophy gonna do what's right. the record deal gonna do for me it's gonna give me some money give me a little bit more opportunity it's gonna allow me to continue to do the thing i love play music, be on stage, be in front of people, perform, you know, that whole concept of live performance, which is what I've spent a good chunk of my life doing. So, you know, like, that's it. That's not the moment that's the rest of my life. It's obviously the journey to that moment and the journey after the fact, too. So it's, you know, really setting the right expectation. All about internal <laughs> or external. And having what that, is that position of... What's the reason you're doing these shows? Yeah, having that position of clarity around mm -hmm. your reasons, I think is, is so important. And then feel, then the confidence will really be determined by your own, really, reality, the reality mm. that you just created. Mm. If your reality is based on whether or not you get a first place trophy, that's not creating a confident um, aura around you. If you're, if it's, if that's the only thing you're focused on, if you're using it to leverage potentially other things in the business, or you're using it as a stepping stone along your way in the journey, because this is a lifelong journey for you. Those are, those are all different reasons to do the show. And honestly, those are all, all based on your attitude in any of those arenas. It, 
what happens at that show, how you respond afterwards will really be dependent on that. I what would, was the reason you did the show? I would challenge people to question their why. I know it sounds silly. We've heard it a thousand times. So why are you doing it? A million, uh, like you know, a million times. Uh, you know, why point. are you doing it? True, and then and then ask yourself three more times, four more times, ten more times. Why? Why am I doing it? Oh, you answer that question with, and and then ask yourself why to that answer. Well, if I'm doing this because I want to look better about myself, why do I want to look better about myself? Well, maybe I want my wife to, you know, think about me a little bit differently when I take my shirt off. Well, why do I care so much? Well, well, her reactions make me feel a certain way, right? So, so that reaction makes me feel good about my existence in this relationship and that I have value and that I have worth. And it's like, well, wait a second. So am I working out to look good with my shirt off or is it that I lack the worth? Hmm. Why am I really working out? And we don't go that deep. We don't go that deep in everything that we do in life. So how can we truly be confident around what it is that we're doing when we don't have clarity around the why we're doing it, right? You got, in my opinion, I have to have a good base and foundation of the fundamentals emotionally so that I can have the expectations set of the result before I even go into the endeavor. I think it creates a peace. If you've gone that deep and you feel, and you really know and, and feel full exposure and of what about yourself, I think there's a piece to it where you just, there's not so much pressure to the whole mm. scenario. Yeah, because, well, why else are we doing it but for our own validation of our own existence? Well, because if I'm brain dead and in a hospital and I'm machines, then I'm a vegetable. Technically, legally, I'm not even alive, even though I'm breathing, my organs are working. It's the brain that formulates it. What's the brain do? It thinks. The brain thinks. So, Wait, so I'm in control of every result before it happens emotionally? Yeah, to some degree, right? There is the subconscious and behavioral relationship I mean, that we have socially, right? Well, there is this saying that culturally. 17 seconds, if you whatever you focus on for 17 seconds becomes your existence. So it is that focus mm. and, and your choice of whatever you want to think about can mm. certainly change based on what you're thinking about in that moment. How you feel rather. My, my biggest secret for everything that I've ever done in life is that I didn't do it for anybody but myself. You know, I've done it for people that I love. I've helped others and I've, I'm, you know, put a lot of time and effort and mm -hmm. into a lot of different endeavors in my life for other people. But that also included myself and it also included a lot of clarity as to why I was doing it for that person. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I open the door for a stranger walking into a random store, I'm not looking for the thank you. I did it for myself. But I did something for somebody else. So, again, the expectation. So does that help you build confidence? It helps me understand that I'm already existing in the place that I want to be because I put myself here. So that in itself just makes you more confident in your existence. I, you know, I mean, it, I would think so. Yeah. It, why else would you be insecure except for the lack of knowing as to why you're doing something? And I think that is the reason in the very beginning when people first get into bodybuilding and do the shows, that lack of knowing, even just having that one show over with, not in a bad way, just but like having gone through the process in itself creates a confidence. Mm -hmm. So it, there is so much there is so much that that is to be said for practice. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, we practice and I practice when I was fully involved in any of the projects I was in, you know, seven days a week if I could, you know, and, and as long as I can. Well, how long is practice? until we get tired. You know, until we can't anymore. And that just knowing now, knowing I know my parts, it doesn't matter. I can do them blindfolded. I, can, I don't have to look at my hand on my guitar for every song. I know my positions. I know my notes. I know what kind of picking pattern I need to use that's more appropriate for that one section for a live versus a studio recording. And those little nuances and details come from practicing, come from putting that time and that effort. And in. doesn't that change your whole performance? 
Like if you know, like I don't even need to look at my guitar. I don't mm. even look at my hands. Mm. I just and I know these songs like the back of my hand. Sure. Now you're getting up on stage. And don't you think your persona or your energy or whatever it is that you are on mm. stage? Don't you think it's going to exude something different than shoot? I'm still figuring out where's my hand got to go. <laughs> There's going to be a change. That same thing with yeah. performing on stage. Yeah. If you're still trying to figure out your mandatories yeah. on stage, Definitely. that's going to be written all over your 100%, face. Hundred percent. Yeah. But that's something you can absolutely control. But it just takes time. You can, but it's something that you can absolutely do. Yeah. And somebody asked me in one of my classes, another class, how much practice do I really need for posing? Yeah, that's independent. I think that was a really good question. That, that's independent, right? I mean, you can practice Somewhat. every day for the rest of your life if you want. You do. You're constantly changing things. You're the pro teaching people and she's fluid and smooth and her transitions are great. And the way she poses is fucking on point and it's hot and it's sexy and it's fun. And it's but <laughs> she's keep them around. <laughs> but she's still questioning. She's still challenging herself. Can I do something a little more? What if I do this for is this you know what if what if it's a little bit of this you know i mean i'm you know what i'm saying right like it it it's that was pretty good I, <laughs> did you see that chase pop? it's a constant evolution of herself <laughs> does she need to practice today no do i need to pick up a guitar and play every song that i've already learned for the, no i don't do i want to disagree do i, I want to refine it and, and yeah. put my time in i do though and that makes me more confident because well i'm refined I, I, it's a well refined machine it's not rusty it's not you know like you don't have to question it you've already built the effort into the, you know, you already put the time and built the confidence around the effort you've put into it. But my you know? fluidity is because I don't stop practicing. Mm. I do, I do mm. think to me, even a little bit, no matter what your journey is and how advanced you are in mm. your skills, I do think a little bit every day, no matter what level you're on, goes a far. If you're somebody who's brand new, you really need to master those mandatories. And sometimes it's really how fast you learn, how fast you absorb. Yeah. And then just that conversation internally with what angles and shapes like there's it's not just hitting a pose, it's making it look good on you. Those things take the most time. Now, let's just say you got the pro card and you're somebody who's a little bit more seasoned. Now it's about making you more competitive mm. and thinking like a champion mm. and that type of change happens you shouldn't be worrying about can i hold my pose well let's talk about that Did you hear that let's wait, what wait, does wait, it wait. mean to be a champion but wait a minute you shouldn't be worrying about whether or not you can hold your pose while you're on stage or if you're going to fall out of it because you're gassed and you're exhausted like there's certain expectations to me that rise especially as you get more experience there's like you being able to pick up let's just say you haven't picked up your guitar in six months mm. You know that when you first pick it up, your fingers might be sore, but oh, that yeah. goes away pretty fast because you're you're you are an experienced mm. level at, um, mm. musician. So somebody that in that is the same with posing. Like your your skills will get rusty, hundred percent. I can't even tell you the people mm. that come back after taking a little bit of time off. We are kind of getting you back into the swing of thing. There there is that same thing when you take time off from the gym. There is like getting you back up and running. Um, usually it's like for me if I take time off about thirty days to yeah. kind of get my endurance back like there's there is that certain something that you want to make sure that you are doing year round yeah and unless you don't care i mean really and that's an yeah. expectation sure and so if you don't care there's just as much confidence there Pff, i don't care whatever i'm not here to validate myself to anybody prove myself to who to do what why i don't need a trophy i look good and what are you going to do about it there's a difference behind that right there's an understanding of oneself and that's so you don't have confidence and though. so you don't have to be challenged by the trophy Mm. What it means to be a champ. What? How many more great Mike Tysons or Conor McGregors are we going to have? They're all great. <laughs> They're amazing. Are you kidding me? Every one of those competitors that are at that level that put that time and effort into whatever arena that they're battling in, believe me, they're all champions. It's us. It's us, the mob, the tribe of humans 
that constantly socially push the expectation of what we hope to see, what we want. Oh, well, 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 Connor can do it better. Let, let's push him to get it further. Well, maybe, sure. And was that entertaining? Great. Where's he today? You know, he's, is he lost news? No. I mean, he's doing his own thing. He's, he's great in where he's at, but he's not living the same life. And we're not pushing him the same way anymore. The narrative changed for us. It's, it's all a projection of our own thought. Sure. The whole thing. Sure. So, so why have to rise to the occasion? That's my point. If you want to be that person. Depends on your goal. And if, if you want to push yourself into those arenas and into those environments to, to get those titles, those labels, those words, which we invented as a species to make us feel better about our own existence. Just wrap your head around that for a second. <laughs> okay. If that's what motivates you, then, hey, yep. nothing wrong with it. Nothing I think it's wrong. an amazing thing. I think it, it does wonders for us as a species. I think it could do great things for each other. But the problem becomes, in my opinion, when we just go too far, when we push ourselves so far to the point that we've lost sight as to why we're even doing something anymore, why we lost sight of ourselves, why, why, why am I, you know, and, and, and what happens within those kinds of environments? We start getting nervous about what we're doing. We start questioning ourselves and our existence. We start building false the pretenses, pressure. right? We start building false pretenses around the expectations before they happen. So now I'm not confident anymore. I don't know if I can. I don't know what so-and-so's better. Well, why am I even here? And when should I even that happens? To? Do you think that happens when... Not necessarily in the very beginning. Like it's maybe it's somebody who is seasoned who's been at it. I for think a it's while. personal journey. I don't think there's a specific time. I think everybody's at a different place than the person. Uber, to, uber pressure. And well, a personal journey meaning everyone's in a different place within their own life and the exposure of their life, behavioral, socially, culturally. You know, it depends on their expectations, where they're at, and how they've come to that particular point within their life, right? So I don't think there's like a one key moment. It's black or white. We're one of the most intellectual, complex species that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. And so with that, to think that it's either Republican or Democrats, just ignorant, right? There's just too much. It's not black or white. We're a complex species. So I don't think there's a one answer for that question. But coming back from like ultimate defeat, when you did put all your eggs in one basket. So when you say defeat, you mean defeat in your Whatever own expectation? Exactly. So Whatever that was. Uh, let's take it how, scenario by scenario. How then. do you pivot from there? Your expectation, you know, it's a state of mind. Yeah, where you go, where you focus is what becomes a reality. So, so new goals, mm. right? New clarity. New cl absolutely. New clarity. Yeah. It, 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 it may not it, even need it a goal. Goes back to the if you if you need a goal, go for it. Absolutely. You know, incentivize yourself, motivate yourself, keep yourself going. But it's yourself that needs to keep going. I think we're blurry again, by the way. Oh, this thing. <laughs> what is going on with this thing? It's been an epic. epic. Oh. Woo! It's fun. It's a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty good. I think at the end of the day, I'd love to hear what you guys have to do, what you guys think about confidence and what brings you confidence, what sort of um, tactics you have done for yourself to keep that confidence going, even when maybe things didn't go your way. We'd love to hear more from you guys on that subject. Like this amazing camera setup that yeah. we have currently. That's okay. It's worked every time prior to this moment. Same That's computer, right. same camera, same lighting, same room. Okay. But for some reason today, the camera wants to be blurry. Well, that's all right. But does that gonna, is that going to change us talking to you? Is that no. going to change our perspective of the result? I thought we had a great conversation. Did you? I do. And I think I would love to hear more from you guys Definitely. on what you think of what we talked about today and maybe some things and strategies that you do to uh, build your confidence or just yeah. make sure that it doesn't go and derail in, in different directions. Mm. 
But in the meantime, we'll, we'll be back next week, same yes. time. We yes. will be on time at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on yes. Thursday. And I'll have a camera gathering. that doesn't get blurry, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens, you guys. Sometimes you trip on stage. You just make it happen. For yeah. us, we just kept going. So yeah. we're here. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. By the way, go to learnpost.com. I have two virtual clinics coming up. The NPC one is October 28th. So scroll down to the various clinics. The OCB, the official one, is coming up on November 4th. So if you guys are learning how to pose, we did mention... Uh, preparation helps with confidence. So yeah. definitely start if starting place would be to come to those clinics. So come yeah. to the virtual clinics. Practice, put your time in. If you want to get better at what you're doing and you have clarity around your goals, you want to train with the best. That's, That's the right. reality. We All are right. the best, period. Simple. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Thank you for guys. tuning in. Talk to you. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories and more on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com. Michelle's a longtime pro competitor and judge across many federations, and she's helped me with my posing so much, building confidence on stage, and I got so many great comments and feedback from the judges after I started working with Michelle. There's no one better, and there's no one that's going to help you get your posing uh, in a better place than Michelle will. Hi, my name is Dawn Graves, and I've been a bikini competitor for um, coming up on 13 years. I started working with Michelle on the recommendation of my friend Suzanne because uh, I saw how quickly she was able to transform Suzanne's posing and I really um, need to up my posing game and as always I'm looking to get my pro card even though I'm in my 50s and Michelle never makes me feel embarrassed or uncomfortable and I keep coming back and I love working with her.